This is the first episode of the Chronological Bible Study with Send the Church podcast. We will touch on some principles from the Old Testament and its structure, and we will also look at Creation Week together. So let's start reading from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, many people have heard of this passage before, and it's quite popular because of really the controversy of the scripture, that it uh, has stirred people to think that uh, the Bible has such a bold claim to make when it says that God created the heaven and the earth. And science, of course, has said that the earth came and the universe came into existence by way of the uh, Big Bang or some multi-universe situation. But the Bible makes it very clear that regardless of whatever scientific explanation people would try to attach to the beginning of the universe, the Bible makes the bold declaration that God created the heaven and the earth. Now, that's the beginning of the entire Bible. And the Old Testament has a structure that lays out how God dealt with humanity under the first covenant. And the structure of the Old Testament is really interesting to look into because it helps us to understand how God shifts in his dealings with humanity. Throughout the Old Testament, we understand a lot of how humanity actually responds to God in different time periods. And the stories of the Old Testament give us a lot of insight as to how our relationship with God can benefit from just obeying his word. And the Old Testament is full of stories, some absurd, some very practical, and some that it's crazy to think that it was real, but it is, and that those stories give us insight as to how we can overcome and see the mercy of God working in our lives on a lifelong basis, even after we live God is merciful in his dealings with humanity. So, looking at the Old Testament structure, we see that in the Old Testament, there are 39 books. And those 39 books were written over a period of about 3,600 years. So, 3,600 years of history are recorded or gathered from a biblical perspective of humanity. And that's what we can call the Old Testament. And when you look at all of the writers throughout the Old Testament, there's so much corroboration in their stories regarding the dealings of God with humanity. So many different people from different perspectives, different backgrounds, different upbringings, they had a very, very aligned account of the fact that God works in the midst of humanity and that God is reaching for humanity to have a relationship with them. And God is trying to help us and help humanity 
move beyond the current circumstance, the current culture, and the current issues to rise above to a kingdom standard, his kingdom, of course. And so we have 39 books written by different writers, but it's really one author. And God inspired the writings of the Old Testament. Of course, also the New Testament, but the Old Testament, though they had many, it had many writers, there was one author. What's really cool about the Bible is that we can read it with the author. We're not sitting down with Moses, who wrote the first five books, but we are sitting down able to read the Bible with the God who spoke to Moses to write the first five books. We think about other Old Testament books like Jeremiah, Daniel, Isaiah, different Psalms and Proverbs. And we may not sit down with the writers of those books, but we are able to sit down with the author. And that is the Lord. So 39 books written by many different writers, and they all really put together this wonderful story of God working with humanity to help humanity understand who its creator is. So one of the ways that's easy to remember that the Old Testament has 39 books in it is really looking at the spelling of Old Testament. Old has three letters. Testament has nine letters. And it's an easy way to remember the Old Testament, three and nine, has 39 books. Those books can be broken down into four different categories, generally. The first five being written by Moses. In the Jewish traditions, these books make up the Torah, which is the law. That's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Then there is another category of books that we can put uh, the 39 in, 12 of them, in fact, that make up the history or historical accounts in the Old Testament. This, these include Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. Then we have five books that can be called five books of poetry. These include Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. And then finally, books of prophecy, 17 of them including Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. These books, four categories, uh, help us to understand different avenues in which God is trying to give us insight about his nature insight about how he works with humanity. And the scriptures say in 2 Peter 1 and 21, that the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Bible was not written because man thought it would be a good idea to write down. 
The Bible was written, the scriptures were written because God was moving upon people who had separated themselves to hear his voice. And they took time at the leading of the Spirit to write down what God was telling them. It was from angles of the law, from angles of historical account, from poetic angles, and even prophetic angles. And it's really beautiful to see the tapestry in which God lays out who he is. Now, that's for the structure of the Old Testament. And we see some major periods of time that span across those different categories. What do I mean by that? Well, in the very beginning, which we'll get into in Genesis 1, we see Adam and Eve in a time of what can be called innocence. Some people like to call these time periods dispensations, uh, time periods in which God dealt with humanity. But it can be said that Adam and Eve were dwelling in innocence, not knowing anything regarding sin and death in the garden. Then after man sins, then we have a time of conscience where that can be that can start from the fall of man to the time of Abraham. Because at the time of Abraham we see a different thematic period that can be described as the time of the patriarchs, which goes from Abraham to Moses. And then with Moses leading all the way up to Christ, we're seeing what can be called a time period where the law and the prophets were the major voices or the was the major theme in which God dealt with humanity and his people. So, those four time periods span across the 39 books and the four categories that we talked about of the Old Testament. Now, going back to Genesis chapter 1, we read how in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, meaning the earth was in disorder and empty. That's what those Hebrew words of without form and void mean. And the Bible says in our English, And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, after this, God starts to create by speaking. One of the first principles that God helps us to see in the entire Bible is that if we want to see something, we must speak it. Now, in our modern day, we're getting a lot of hot trends about speaking affirmations and manifesting different things. This is uh, the manifestation and affirmation trends that we have going on are super watered-down versions of biblical principle to speak before we see. Some people would die on the hill of their affirmations and manifestations of certain behaviors. But the scriptures give us the truest form of this phenomenon 
by helping us to see that God said and then God saw. Verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And verse 4 says, And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness and called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. This is really awesome because there is this pattern established throughout Genesis 1 that God says and God sees. Hebrews puts it this way, that God framed the world by his word. And people are trying to frame their world with a very super watered down version of this biblical principle and calling it affirmation and manifestation. When biblically, if we root our words in God's word, we will truly reap the benefit of God's world in our world. We can't let our own intellectual uh, innovations and all these fancy things that we could come up with to think that that's how we're truly going to have a better life. A better life is achieved by speaking the word of God over our lives so that we can see the word of God be manifested in our lives. So, God says and then God sees. And God divided the light from the darkness, and he calls the light day, and the darkness he calls night. Now, in verse 5, we read that the evening and the morning were the first day. Which is interesting because we see that same phrase at the end of the first, uh, the accounts of the first day. We read that same phrase at the, uh, at the end of the account of the second day in verse 8 of Genesis 1. And in verse 13, at the end of the third day. In verse 19, in verse 23, and we also read it in verse 31. So we read it at the end of the account of the first six days of creation week. Now, when I say creation week, I am not telling you strictly that those days were 24 hours. That's one big hang-up that people like to talk about when it comes to was creation week literal or figurative. We're just here to talk about the biblical principles that we can extract from creation week. So for the purpose of the Bible study, we're going to refer to it as creation week with seven days in which God was working and establishing the order of creation. So in day two, God creates the firmament. He divides the waters. In day three, God creates dry land and the seas grass, herbs, and trees. In day four, God creates the sun, moon, and stars, giving them for day, seasons, and years. In day five, God creates the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. In day six, God creates animals and man. 
And in day seven, God rests. Going back to how at the end of each day's account, we read that the evening and the morning were the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth day. It's interesting to me that the Lord, when he looks at the order of a day, he sees it as evening before morning. The biblical principle here is that in the order of God's timing, darkness comes before light. Evening comes before morning. And so when there is a time period of darkness in our lives, when we look at it from God's perspective, there is a guarantee that there is light coming after the darkness. There is morning coming after the evening. When we look at life through God's perspective, we see that there is still more yet to experience even though we've experienced pain, loss, anguish, disappointment, discouragement, darkness, challenge, and struggle, God has set up for us to experience revelation, clarity, understanding, truth, liberty, when we allow His timeline to play out. Now, if we look at Genesis 1, together with Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. It reads this way. Isaiah 45, 18 says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Now, We read in Genesis 1 that God created the heaven and the earth. And in Genesis 1 and 2, we read that the earth was without form and void. It was in disorder, disarray, and empty. But Isaiah 45, 18 says that the Lord did not create it in vain. Now, that Hebrew word in vain means empty. So this is very interesting because the scriptures were not given to us with contradiction. So how do we reconcile Genesis 1 and and 2 and Isaiah 45 and 18? Well, something had to have happened between Genesis verse 1 from chapter 1 and verse 2 from chapter 1. And something we will get into in a later Bible study is that God created the earth inhabited. And God, in the days of creation, was not having his first go around at creation. God was recreating what darkness had destroyed. Long story short, how the earth came from being firstly firstly inhabited to in disarray and disorder is that 
Lucifer, who was an angel in heaven, becomes Satan because he has iniquity in his heart. He ca- he's cast out of heaven into the earth, and he causes disarray and disorder. And there is, in fact, scientific uh, accounts that corroborate with this biblical perspective. So, that's the long story short. And after this, we're seeing that God is therefore reestablishing, recreating, renewing, restoring what darkness and disarray and disorder had caused in the earth by way of Satan. So, God, when there is darkness, does not intend to leave it dark and empty. This is really an amazing promise from God that when everything has gone well in our lives and God has blessed us, God has done a beautiful work and situations happen in life, struggles, challenges, issues, loss, you name it. God is waiting to renew, restore, recreate, and reestablish as long as we let him. And we do that by way of the word of God being spoken so that we can see what his word has promised for us. So we have the seven days, well, the six specific days of creation. And on the seventh, God rests. In verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, And God blessed them, speaking of man, and uh, male and female specifically. And God blessed them and sent it to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. This is awesome because we see the final summary of creation week in that verse. God created man in his image. And God is giving a duty and responsibility to male and female. To exercise authority and power and dominion over creation. It is God's will that we don't live in bondage and slavery to sin, iniquity, or the flesh, or even the world and the kingdom of darkness. God wants us to live as overcomers. And through Jesus, we're more than conquerors because of what He's done for us and wants to do in us and through us. This is the first lesson on our chronological Bible study touching on Genesis.
Genesis chapter 1, structure of the Old Testament, and looking at creation week. I encourage you to go ahead and read these texts for yourself in Genesis chapter 1 and Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. Look at the Hebrew and see a little bit more insight as to what's going on in these accounts and see the patterns in which God speaks and then he sees. And go ahead and exercise those biblical principles in your own life and see God's word form God's world in your life and grow in your relationship with him. Thank you for joining Send the Church podcast. Have a blessed day.